it's the number one thing that you can that you can do to improve literally everything else yeah. in your in your body. And right? that's something I ha- I can easily say that I haven't really like given a full effort to. are you most excited about with your daughter coming just having a little a little minion yeah. by my side i know that she's already gonna like me more than she likes stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't wait till she hears this in texas hey she's the shit. first one to say it really yeah what why yeah. i don't know i just feel like do you think she's gonna be more strict yeah, she'll no, probably okay. be more strict yeah. than than I would. Just like if I was to have a boy, I'd probably be more strict. Yeah, I already know that off uh, top. I think that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that it, like off. Yeah, it's funny how there's Daddy's a double standard. Girl, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I didn't think about that. It was funny because I was like, man, like this girl is gonna be spoiled already. Like she already has like probably like her wardrobe. She's not even born yet. Her yeah. wardrobe is probably more expensive than than mine already. <laughs> And the kid's not even born yet. I saw stuff but come in with that big ass bag. Yeah, and I was like, Phew. that was from one person. You know, all those were gifts. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was clothes and like yeah. shoes and. I was just I mean, thinking, like, there goes the credit card, bro. Yeah. Exactly. So and and it, it was funny because I was like, man, I don't want somebody to like spoil my kid or feel like you know like she doesn't have to like work for anything. Right. But at the same, t- and then I was like, wait. I was like, I'm gonna spoil. It. Like, there's no way I'm gonna yeah. be able to say no. Yeah. Like, so, but I think Steph will. What? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's one of those things where, like, the girl is always gonna go to dad and be like, Dad. Yeah. Can exactly. I get this? That's and see. That's I think that's that why look. Steph said that. Yeah. And yeah. I and I mean, why said it as well? Like, I think yeah. that she's just gonna know that makes what. Sense. Yeah. So what about like, one thing that I know my dad has just constantly like distilled in my head, and he always says it to this day is just being honest like that's his like value that he just would like beat in my head like never lie yeah like what do you think that one thing is going to be that you really want to like put forth towards your kid to make sure that she always stays true to like you got to do the work for like there's you're never going to be happy if somebody's just constantly giving you shit yeah right like if if you're just giving things because whether you're you're pretty or whatever it is, or people just like you, you're charismatic. Um, like what I want to instill is just like work, work ethic, right? Like if, if you don't have that, like then you're going to have to rely on somebody else for the rest of your life. Right. Like I, so I, I want that to be known early on. And I feel like that's what, um, my parents did for me. And that's probably what I'm most grateful for from, from my childhood, even though like when you're a kid, like you don't like to be told that, you know, you gotta, you gotta hustle for something, yeah. right? Like I always had to, whether it was like mowing the lawn, like it wasn't like, you know, uh, like messed up shit. It was just, it was the, it was yeah. the philosophy behind it. If you, wanted it. Something, yeah, if you, you want to... something extra, like if you want, uh, if you want like these pair of shoes or whatever, like you yeah. gotta work for it. Yeah. Right. Like that's, the, so I think that's the one thing, but for me it was, it was easier because I think I always liked that. Like I asked to like, could I mow the lawn or, you know, I'd go, around my neighborhood and ask if I could wash right. cars and stuff. Like I, I just like making money that like mindset, that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, hopefully she gets that from me. <laughs> do you, do you think Steph has the same? She, like, she worked. Um, she definitely worked when she was like, she built a fence when her and Jess built a fence when they were, when they were young. Yeah. Like, um, you know, 
I don't think that she was really ever given anything um, when, you know, when she was younger. Do you think she's going to try to instill that same thing or do you think she has like a different... I think, I think that, I think she's going to, I think she's going to spoil. Yeah. She's going to spoil her daughter, but um, yeah, I think that I'll, I'll have to uh, be the one to make sure that work's being, (laughs) being done for those things, so... That's crazy, man. Um, but no, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to just like teach, and mentor, be a dad, and just in general. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I think that that's the biggest responsibility that anybody could do. And that's what made me like so excited about it. And, uh, you know, there's, it's not like a, even like a dog, right? Like a dog, my, my dog is, is a huge responsibility, but they don't last as long as, as kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or, there, there's not as much of a obligation like it's 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 much more frowned upon to to put a kid up for adoption or something like <laughs> yeah. that than to give your dog away right yeah you know what I, I, mean? I think a dog was good practice for you too yeah. in a way but but this is dude this is just it's a human it's life a life dude it's just so crazy to me like Every now, every time I look at Steph, I'm like, you have like a human, a human being. inside of you. That's crazy. You know how many times a day that I think about? Oh, that? I can't imagine, especially because it's your human. Yeah. Like, dude, that's nuts. Like, it's your human. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. that's got to blow your mind because yeah. it blows my mind thinking that. Like, every time I've trained like a pregnant lady, I look at her and I'm like, God, that's just yeah. insane. You Something have a little alien inside, inside of you, of you. Yeah. that started dude. from like nothing. It's crazy, man. Yeah. So. I'm in the mood to get a dog hella bad now that I saw that. Uh, no, not a baby. <laughs> You're like, what? No. Um, Steph is pushing it, though, man. She keeps like, I can yeah. tell she wants she little just, girl to have a super, friend. She, yeah, she's just super excited. Yeah. Yeah. She, she just, just wants keeps, everybody like, to have jokes kids now. And I'm yeah. like, no. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna have she just wants everybody to have kids No, now. though. But I went to uh, my brother's or my dad's birthday yesterday, and they brought the dog. And it's seven and a half weeks and it's massive but it's a french mastiff there you go um but the the actual word for is a dorje bedo or something like that something weird (laughs) bordeaux no it's like dorje something yeah i know but it's bordeaux bordeaux oh okay yeah Yeah, like bordeaux um no that dog is probably the cutest dog i've ever seen in my life so now i'm like fuck i really want a dog too but it's gonna be it's gonna be really ugly looking when it gets old but like it's in a cool way yeah yeah exactly it's kind of like a bulldog man i had had that but 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 that's why i love him it's cool that they named it bowser you know what i mean because bowser's a big ugly fucking (laughs) yeah but it makes sense with who they are too that we call him mario peach but uh no man because i had a dream the other day about having a dog and uh it was a bulldog and it, it was like, it was dope though because I had like, it's funny. I was telling Shannon, I was like, you had a dream about we got a bulldog. She was like, oh, we did. And I was like, actually, it was my dog. You weren't even, even in the dream. <laughs> <laughs> she started laughing so hard. She was fucked up. But my whole dream was like an 80s montage of me and this dog, like driving everywhere, taking to the gym, like music. Like, dude, I swear to God, just clips, right? And I come to this party and everybody's like crowding around the dog. It's like this cute little tiny bulldog. And he runs up to see this lady, and the lady says, ew, and smacks it. And the dog went flying into this wall and died on the spot. And I just started, like, raging. I was, like, crying. And then I just woke up, and I was like, damn. I dude, I would be I shouldn't get a dog yet. out of somebody yeah, if dude. anybody ever fuck with Tyson. It was so dramatic, too, the way the dog, like, flew through yeah. the air. <laughs> like, ew, like Mortal Kombat, yeah. <laughs> and then I woke up. I was like, yeah, I should wait on a dog. That's not a good sign. <laughs> Oh yeah, by the way, I owe you 20 bucks, bro. 
you had a girl. Oh, yeah. I bet this guy 20 bucks that he would have a boy. I really, really had a feeling, man. Dude, I've never been wrong. That's crazy. I've never, ever. That's a broad statement, but. With with guessing the gender of a baby. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I've been wrong a couple of times. Like, just. I've never, ever, (laughs) ever been wrong about anything in my life. Dude, so, I'm gonna so I'm gonna get another pretty, I'm gonna get another dog. like dude I've I, I've got it like all planned out too like as soon you know what I mean like even when like she's like walking around I'm gonna get another dog she's just gonna have two security guards like at all times another around pit? public yeah I'm gonna get another pit not playing not to mention like all your boys are like big ass <laughs> like <laughs> nobody's yeah. messing with your daughter you gonna you plan on having another kid someday yeah of course yeah. I mean, oh, we're we're going till we get a boy. Damn. Yeah. There might be like six girls, <laughs> one boy. It's happening. Uh, I hope that Ten you get a boy next. <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> for Steph's sake. Yeah, for Steph especially, man. Damn. So you would literally like if you had three girls in a row, you would still. Oh yeah, she would. For, she, she would for too. A boy. She would yeah. too. Yeah, she would. Man, see, I, I, know I don't she know. Would. I don't know if I'd be able to sacrifice like that if I was a girl. She would. That's a lot, man. That's rough. I can't imagine. It'll happen. All right, so on to the actual questions. We got a Q&A today for you guys. Right, so the first question is in regards to ways people can manage their alcohol around the holidays. All right, so we touched on this a little bit in, um, I don't know. I'm not going to say the last podcast because I know that'll mess it up if I do, but it one of the previous podcasts we did, do you, what was that podcast titled? The holidays, the holidays. Okay. Eating and training around the holidays. Okay. So yeah, check that one out because we did talk about like specifically how you should eat, train, drink alcohol, everything, whether you're tracking macros or you're intuitive eating, um, whether you're on a specific program or not, um, no matter what your goals are, we talked literally about everything around that. So what I did want to touch on, because I actually, um, I had a couple questions sent in from online clients as well. More around the, the, their questions were more like, hey, like I'm going to go out this weekend and I'm planning on drinking. What should I do differently? So I think it all kind of ties in. And I think the main thing with, with holidays is, is one of two things. My first recommendation, don't be that person in the family that gets smashed. <laughs> like, you know, like everybody has that one uncle or somebody that just gets too lit up on Christmas Eve or whatever it is. Don't plan on getting so faded on the holidays. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, because on top of nobody else enjoying that, you're not going to actually enjoy the holiday being like that. So I, I do think that's important. Um, but I would say like the biggest thing, if I can just give a quick tip on it before like we move on to the next one since we already kind of went over this, is just just factor things in. Like w- The smartest thing to do leading into the holidays is just eat lean. You know what I mean? Eat more veggies. Eat more lean protein. So don't choose high-fat sources of food. Just to lower calories without you really knowing it. I think that's like the biggest thing. And if you can fill your body with good nutrients, uh, filling nutrients, but not restrict yourself as far as how much food you're eating, you're going to go into the holiday not feeling like you need to eat a ton. You're not going to binge and you're probably not going to drink your ass off, um, I would hope. So, And on top of that, it saves you calories. Therefore, you can um, drink a little bit extra and and get a tough training session in the next day. I I don't think anybody's really going to train on Christmas. Actually, I might because my Christmas schedule is kind of weird. I just have one thing in the afternoon. I'm going to be bored all day, so I'll probably get something in. But usually I don't know. I think the big thing is just make sure you get a training session in later. Man, I'm going to be in Minnesota for Christmas, so I'll probably have like a snowball fight or something. Man. 
I know it's gonna be freezing. A Christmas snowball fight. That's like a. Yeah, that's like something out of a Disney movie. Yeah, huh? yeah. I can just picture crazy. you like twice as bundled up as everybody. First of all, yeah. Oh, I'm probably not <laughs> even gonna be able to move. I'm gonna be <laughs> like the little kids with the big puffy jackets can't even yeah. put their arms down. Yeah. Or what was the kid from a uh, uh, a Christmas Story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what What was his name? Ralphie's little brother. You don't remember his name. I can't remember remember his name either, but yeah. But see, what I picture, not only that, is I picture you just like, I I see like a bunch of kids. Like I see Steph and Jess like hanging out inside with the adults, like, you know, having a drink and everything. And I see you out there with all these little kids. kids. Yeah, crushing them with snowballs. Crushing them. You're the guy from Dumb and Dumber who is having the snowball fight and then (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking of too. I couldn't think of the movie, but that's what I was thinking of. And just, there, just demolish there's no, case. Yeah, there's no, like, let up. Like, I can't just, like, go easy. Mm-mm. You know, I don't care if you're three. If you're out there. If you're you in can, the family if you can, too. Yeah, if you, can, if you can ball up a snowball, you you, you know, yeah, you're, you're getting cracked. Yeah. That's so what you better run. You better <laughs> learn how to dodge. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, man. Yeah, it's going to be, like, 20 degrees. Freezing. So, do you have any tips about drinking on the holidays or... <laughs> <laughs> I might have to get drunk, bro, <laughs> just to stay warm. Um, man, I, it's just obvious, but like you know, everything in 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 moderation. Like, obviously, like you know, like you touched on, I, I wouldn't go anything past that. But like, you know, whether it's like a social, um, whether it's like a social gathering that you're that you're drinking at, like, don't feel like you have to be hammered to have a good time, right? Right? Like, I think that just having conversation with people. I mean, again, it's, it's different for different people. If you feel like you do have to get smashed, then maybe you have, you should avoid yeah. <laughs> going to that Check party. Your surroundings, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and don't invite, uh, friends like, you know, like, like I got obviously Marlon, I'm going to shout him out on here. Cause he got me <laughs> absolutely Marlon and Adrian, a couple of my clients who, who just crushed me for my birthday last weekend. Um, and, and just crippled me for a full 24, actually, this whole week, like I said before we got on this podcast, like I, I don't even know what I did last yeah. week, you know, like my, I think that my mind was just in such a fog and just in recovery mode that bro, like they were, they were getting me hammered and yeah. it wasn't even my birthday. Yeah. And I was at one point I was like, yo, like, why aren't you like doing this at just Theo, not me? And I look over from across the bar. I'll never guess. You had your head in your hand. You're sitting at the table and there was like four or five shots like different colors just laid That's out so in front of up. you. And so I'm like, yo, why don't you get, oh, all right. Like, I get it. Like, this dude's just got a line up. So I couldn't Fuck even say guys, shit. <laughs> I love him, but I hate him. That shit was funny. But, yeah, I think, uh, actually, this is a good point, too. Take it by the day. Don't, uh, like, don't even, like, think too hard about Christmas days ahead of time. And once it's over, it's over. Don't don't let that Christmas binge fall into the next day. And don't let, like, it psychologically, like, mess you up so you don't get back on track with your diet and your training. I think the biggest thing is just, just be normal. And once Christmas hits, just enjoy the day. Don't overdo it. Don't underdo it. Just take it the day by the day and, and then just enjoy it and, and be done with it when it's done. Yeah. Like, don't think too hard. Also, try hot wine. If you guys have not hot, yeah, hot wine. I was at my, uh, I was at my girlfriend's uh, kind of like company little party uh, last night, and you hot know they're wine? they're Russians, yeah. So uh, they make hot, especially. I think it's just like a you know a specialty or kind of like a yeah. delicacy, kind of like sake with Japan. 
Yeah. I mean, they have their thing. Yeah. So, yeah, they just put a bunch of red wine in, uh, I think it was, I think she said it was like dry wine or something like that in, uh, in, in this big pot. They had like fruit, they put spices in there. So like cinnamon, um, in, in a bunch of other shit that I couldn't even pronounce, um, or what they called it anyway. (laughs) I don't know if there's a, an English name for it. Um, but dude, it was bomb, bro. It was, it was kind of like drinking an alcoholic, like apple cider wow it was delicious what's it called? it's just hot wine they See, just I'm... put it on the stove top okay so it's actually they actually heat it yeah, up yeah they heat it up wow but it's it's not like they don't they don't bring it to a boil they yeah. just put it on like low that's or crazy. like simmers just so the alcohol stay it won't it won't uh it won't burn off um, damn but dude it is it is bomb it's like it's my new favorite that's crazy yeah that sounds hella good dude so that's what that was my Snapchat last night. I was like, "Yeah, I'm drinking hot wine with Russians." <laughs> I texted Luca. He was he just wouldn't shut up about it. Oh, so he's had it before. Well, yeah. You never heard him talk about it. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's always he's like, man, that's like a delicacy in in our area. It's like, bro, you ain't even Russian. <laughs> Slovenian son. <laughs> All right, we got. I'm gonna read the the next question. Um, so. Uh, we had we we've had a question from from him before, right? Yeah. Um. And this is this is your this is your homie. It's my boy. All right. So, you know, just gonna just because I want to read the question, I, I feel like you know Michael, you know he wants to he wants to have fun with it, and everybody else wants to have fun with it too. So I'm gonna read it. So, uh, so this one's from Chad. Uh, Chad asks, I can't go all the way down on the bottom of my squats without my heels coming off the ground. Do I need to stretch something for that? Bro, <laughs> there was actually a dude at the beginning too. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chad, uh, there you go. Uh, Chad, here's the thing, Chad. You don't need to stretch anything. Really, what you need to to work on is your ankle mobility, bro. Like the vans. Really, you shouldn't really be doing squats and vans. Seriously, like either like take them off or you know, wear some minimus style shoes or something. Uh, you can like Google that or being it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. These guys are you just going to keep laughing. You sound like, uh, uh, is it Bill or is it Ted who Keanu Reeves is? Do you know? Have you watched Bill and Ted? No. Oh, you've never seen Bill and Ted. No. That's Keanu, So that's Keanu Reeves original movie. And it's him and he's probably 18 in it. And it's him and his stoner friend. And the whole time, like they use words like bogus and excellent. Yeah. And they literally talk like that. Like, dude, <laughs> every time you say it. something, that's what I think of. So like, and I was just telling him too, like, no, like no matter what, if a black guy tries to act like a white guy, it's funny. And it like, it works every did, time. Did it pay off? It, it paid off pretty well. Um, you could have thrown in a couple extra dudes. Yeah. Or bogus. Bogus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to stress something, bro. That's bogus. <laughs> Um, so I gave him some info already. Um, yeah, but but I mean, seriously, like, yeah, there's, it's pretty common too. Like people, like we see that a lot actually in, in Travis has been having that issue too at the gym where he's like, man, I can never do a squat stand without getting on my toes or falling on my ass. And I was like, he was like, man, like I keep doing hip mobility and I'm like, there's more to it. Like you probably need more thoracic and ankle mobility rather than that. Right. I think ankle mobility, I think if you change that, um, that that's going to make probably the biggest difference. Uh, his, I mean, kind of depending on what he does. I mean, obviously he's not sitting here right in front of me, so I can't see 
uh, his posture or anything like that, but his, his thoracic mobility, like you said, is, right. is probably very limited. Um, even, even if he just wanted to elevate his heels, um, you know, on like some five pound plates or something like that, or maybe, you know, half an inch off the ground or even an inch off the ground, um, that'll help with his range of motion as well. So that'll, um, that'll kind of take away, uh, you know, that limited, uh, range of motion that he has. So, um, but even, even if, if you do that, you got to work on the ankle mobility. Yeah, yeah, so still do it. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you do have squats in your program, um, I'd probably go light. I'd probably go uh, a front-loaded squat and elevate his heels for the, yeah. for the time being until he's able to, to gain a little bit more range of motion. But I think, I mean, I did a, a mobility workshop yesterday. Um, and, again, we worked on uh, some breathing drills as well. Uh, we spent a good amount of time on that. Travis actually gained a significant amount of range of motion um, in his squat just from just from the breathing drills. So, so we always did the like test a, retest. What's yeah. that? You used him as like the, the demo, the dummy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had I had everybody do it. Okay. Um, actually, I had another guy do it. Uh, who I mean, he was the same thing. He was probably man, if not a little bit, he was a little bit more limited than than Travis. Oh, really? Yeah. And, uh, again, he was able to get to 90 degrees after, nice. I mean, he gained inches in, uh, in his range of motion. Um, and, and that was from, I think I did like five, five, uh, breaths with him, um, just coaching him through the breathing and immediately he was able to get to 90 degrees. So that's another thing then. So yeah. breathing ankle mobility, what yeah. are some, uh, so for examples on breathing, it's kind of hard to do over the podcast, yeah. but is there anything you can say or point them to for them to find online that they can, they can research so, this up? So like I, like I mentioned yesterday, and I think I mentioned this in previous podcasts, right? There's three, there's three centers of, uh, like when you, when you breathe, right? So you want to start, um, in the lower third, which is your diaphragm, right? So you, you almost want to think about putting your, your hands, whether it's on the bottom part of your stomach, um, you know, towards your, towards your hip bones, um, and, and you want to breathe into your hands. So that's the first place that you want to, to fill up, right? But when you do that, I want you to like, think about keeping your, your mouth closed and just inhaling through, through your nose, right? So that's actually going to help you um, breathe into the diaphragm a little bit more. Some people, uh, you know, it takes a few reps to, to even be able to do that. Right. Um, so it's, it's best to have a coach, but if you, if you have your hands there, obviously you can feel if you're breathing into your hands or not, and then that'll travel up into the rib cage and get, you'll get lateral expansion of the rib cage. Um, and then eventually up into your, your chest and neck. So this, this is going to take time for, for some people to learn. I know that when Travis got up yesterday that he felt a little lightheaded yeah. It's because he's not used to, yeah. to breathing, um, in that way. Right. He's, he's very much a, a chest breather and actually most of it comes from his neck. So, so I could see that when he was doing it, like his, he's used to breathing through different pathways. Exactly. Okay. Right. Which is why he's become stuck. So over he probably time. even got more oxygen to oxygen to his brain. Yep. Then he's which used caused to. him to get lightheaded. Exactly. Yeah. So for him to practice that is, is, is going to be huge. But, um, and then, uh, exhaling as slow as you can, um, out through your mouth. So, and, then, and on that, correct me if I'm wrong, but you want to exaggerate that, right? Like, try to extend that exhale as yeah. long as possible, yeah. right? Yeah. Cause the longer, the better. So it's, it's, it's actually really hard for, for people to, um, exhale for, 
you know, 10 seconds. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a very long time, but most people are at like three yeah. to five seconds. Yeah. You know, if I mean, five seconds being a lot for most people. Right. Um, so to increase the capacity there um, and to train yourself to breathe in that way and constantly do repetitions of it yeah. um, is going to is going to pay off, uh, you know, big time. Um, and, and the other thing, too, uh, you know, man, like I wish I could just demonstrate this right now. But once you fully exhale to kind of hold your breath for about three seconds. So that's going to allow your, your diaphragm to, um, to kind of come back down and, and reset itself. Right. So, um, sometimes again, when, when people exhale, right, uh, their diaphragm kind of gets stuck in that, um, in that middle chamber. Right. So when they exhale, then it'll, again, like it'll get stuck here. So when the diaphragm gets pushed up, right, it's literally, it's kind of like, you know, strengthening the, the dysfunction, right? right? So getting back to that whole thing. So, um, you know, if you can guide somebody's rib cage down or push down on your rib cage as you, uh, as you breathe out, that'll help the diaphragm, um, okay. set back into place. So uh, one thing I wanted to say too, is like, if, have you listened, did you listen to the recent Jay Ferrugia podcast with the, no. the breathing specialist? No. It's a really good show. So if you guys want to listen to like an hour just on breathing, I would recommend going to her. But she talked a lot about how um, essentially focus, mental clarity, brain function, uh, brain activity, like being able to uh, process your thoughts quicker all relates to better breathing patterns. She actually also got into sex and how sex improves significantly from breathing better. Um, muscular contractions are better. So like she went through literally every spectrum of like how to improve uh, your breathing and how many benefits it has. And it was like crazy, yeah. really it's, convincing to me. It's the number one thing that you can, that you can do to improve literally everything else yeah. in your, in your body. And right? that's something I ha I can easily say that I haven't really like given a full effort to. And once I listened to her, like really go on about it, I was like, damn, okay. Yeah. Maybe I should give this a, like a, a consistent shot, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, it helps with digestion. Um, but, I mean, it's just because now your body is is uh, is working more efficiently, yeah. right? Like, you can't, you can't live without air. So, the more that you restrict it or uh, if you, again, if you strengthen that dysfunction, man, that's when shit starts to go haywire. Yeah. Um, and... I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'm going to listen to it now. I didn't even know that uh, he had yeah. a, he had a podcast on that. So I'll be super interested. Good, man. And then they talk a bunch about dogs, which is actually it's a really cool story. Um, like adopted. She like adopts like dogs from shelters in her apartment and just like cycles them out and like gets them into better homes. It's dude, it's a crazy story. So she was actually on TV and stuff about it. So really good. But but so Chad, breathe more ankle mobility. What are some quick examples you can give for ankle mobility if you can give any? I mean, it can just be like simple stuff, like sticking one foot out. Like, I don't know if you've, if he's ever played soccer or played any sports at all. Like if you played a sport, you've probably done some sort of, you know, ankle rotation or anything like that. Um, so like if you just stick one foot out and just thinking about making big circles with, yeah. uh, you know, with your big toe um, and again, getting as much range of motion as you can, um, you know, to start there, um, you can also uh, get a... Uh, a medicine ball or you can I'm trying to think of what people might have at home to to really make it work to, to where I can describe this but if you have a ball like a basketball or a soccer ball or something like that and you put the uh the top of your foot on the ball and then you just you you kind of lean into it and open up the face of the right. ankle a little bit more to decompress it yep um you know that stretch the top of that again foot. that's a good one as well 
So, and, and what some people do will, you know, they'll go, you know, a 20 second or 30 second stretch in that position. Yeah. Uh, going back to the breathing, um, and, and a lot of what I touched on yesterday, uh, was whenever you get into that point of, of end range and it feels extremely tight, exhale through that end range and then come back up. And yeah. so that's literally going to be your rep count, right? right? Because the question that I got was, you know, why, why am I just breathing like in these certain positions? And I was like, well, this is, this is the point that I'm, that I'm trying to make, right. Is that there are literally thousands of different ways that you can practice, you know, yeah. these breathing, the, yeah. these breathing drills, right. You can go tall kneeling, half kneeling, you can be laying on the ground, you can be in a, uh, uh, face down, um, on the ground, um, in a sphinx pose, whatever, right. And, and practice these breathing drills. The idea is that you should breathe, be breathing like this all the time. Yeah. You should right? be able to functionally breathe exactly. in any position, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, no, that's great. I think like one thing I took away from, I can't remember what I was listening to some strength coach and this is what he had people do. So this is great. If you have a desk job or if you sit around and watch TV or anything like once or twice a day, spell the alphabet with each foot, do an ankle rotation. So you spell a capital a capital B the, the letters aren't going to be perfectly shaped obviously, but it gets your ankle moving a ton rather than going, okay, do 10 circles to the yeah. left, 10 circles to the right and trying to rep count, just spell the alphabet one or two times a day with each foot and literally will open up your ankle a bunch. Yeah. So that's helpful. And, and all that, that all down. that is, is, is repetition. Literally. And, and like we heard from, from Tim Vegan, um, when we were in the Highline, uh, personal training program was, uh, when you brush your teeth in the morning, uh, spend 60 seconds standing on one foot and then yeah. switch feet. Right. So to get a little bit more stability, yep. um, in that, in that joint. And that's great Super for, easy. that's great for athletes or not just athletes, but general population, um, as well, because, you know, if you step off of a curb, I, I mean, I'm sure that if you were to practice ankle mobility every day, it's going to, obviously it's going to reduce the, the risk of injury. So if you step off a curb and you step funny and, you know, I've seen so many people do it, I've done it myself, yeah. uh, to where people have, have suffered massive ankle sprains or like yeah. severe ankle sprains from, uh, just stepping off of a curb. So it, to increase your, your ability to, uh, or I, I should say to prevent injury. Um, I mean, what it comes down to is repetition and making sure that you have that daily practice, yeah. just like brushing your teeth. Yep. Right. And that's, I'm 100%. sure that's why you said it. Yeah. Um, and then one thing I want to touch on, because I know this helped me a lot, not only with my squat, but, um, especially my front squat, um, but also my overhead press was thoracic mobility and thoracic mobility is mainly like the easiest way to try to work on it and open it up is uh, I always suggest foam rolling at the beginning on that because it does pop your t-spine quite a bit which is a good feeling it kind of loosens you up but doing a lot of rotational stuff so spider-man lunge with rotation you can even do a hanging from the trx rotation um there's a ton more like no monies i think kind of work on that a little bit um, but the main thing is it allows you to stay very tall right so if you're having issues uh getting deep in your squat and you can't stay tall and your hips sink back or um you get on your toes a lot that can help a lot it actually helps your overhead press quite a bit too what what you'll find more too with with the overhead movements like overhead presses or chin-ups or pull-ups is the uh the inability to or, or for someone's scapula to upwardly rotate, right? Or, right. or, or chicken wings, as, as a lot of people refer to them as. But, um, you know, it's it's stable, but you want you you want that you want the 
the scapula to be able to to rotate up because that's again that's what's going to keep your shoulder in place right yeah. and that's it's responsible for stability of the, so- the shoulder so if if it gets stuck at a certain point but then you keep going up right, right and that's why a lot of people get injured or you'll see uh it could be a strength thing too but if somebody's doing an overhead press you'll see like their the right side go up a yeah. little bit higher than yep. than the left side right so um increasing function uh with with the scapulas is also going to help uh, i think that's what most people a lot of people will look at is like okay well my t-spine's tight so i shouldn't be doing uh overhead presses well you should always be working on on your mobility and trying to increase it as much as you can but also the function of your scapula that's where a lot of people get stuck right, right. i mean desk jockeys who yep. who have that uh the the forward shoulder, shoulder posture yeah. yeah so i mean if if their scapula is stuck and then you have them go do overhead presses it's kind of you know a recipe for disaster yeah. so that's kind of like the first thing uh that i'm gonna have people do or that i'm gonna address um you know after they're done with their warm-ups i'll have them do uh something to where they're gonna activate the mid and upper traps but yeah. they're also gonna get their scapulas moving as well right um if you guys want like examples of all that besides the breathing Theo did a, a video for me and it's on my website. And if you go to my website, boomperformance.com, you just search, you should be able to just search mobility or like five minute hit mobility. He did a video. It's longer than five minutes, but it shows you how to, I, I want to say you do more than just hit mobility. I think you end up doing like ankle and stuff in it as well. Honestly, I don't even remember. <laughs> I think like, I th- I'm pretty sure you went through everything. You started with ankles. I don't know if you did too much shoulder stuff, but I know you did everything that will improve your squat. So um, if you guys want to go there, you can check that out. Um, I'm sure he has some stuff on the mobile muscle page on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get some live like uh, demonstrations of everything. All right. The final question and Theo touched a little bit on it, so you might have to change up your answer too. but what advice have you been given from someone other than your parents that you've carried with you and will pass on to your kids? Oh, cause I kind of asked him about yeah. that. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Um, <laughs> That's what I get for not reading the text messages. <laughs> um, so not from our parents. Yeah, advice that? that your parents haven't given you. Okay. Your par- advice that someone other than your parents have given you. Right. That you're then going to give on to your kids. Okay. Because it's stuck with you. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, just because I spend so much time uh, with uh, with Luca. Um, and, and my brother has, has talked a lot about it as well, man. It's like, and it's, 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 it's nothing that they really said. It's more of kind of like the, the leadership role that, that they played, uh, in, in my life. And it's, and again, it's, it's what I've talked about or, or what my parents kind of showed me as well, um, was just the, the ability to, to make something for yourself. Right. And, and, nothing is ever going to beat hard work, right? Hard work is going to beat like, that's one of my favorite quotes is, is, is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Right. So like you could be the most talented person in the world, but the thing is, is man, that could, you know, that's a gift and a curse. Some people will, will take it as like, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm skilled. Like I'm crushing everybody. Like, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to do the extra shit. So, you know, I'm just going to coast. Um, I think that that's a crippling mindset. And, you know, I, I think that if, if, you know, my daughter, for example, uh, if I felt like if she if she were to think that way, I would I would do everything in my power to to kind of change her mind, right, um, or guide her in the right direction. 
Um, but I think that for me that that's kind of the biggest lesson, man. And, and I know it's like what I said earlier, but that has resonated with me more than anything else. Um, and, uh, also that, I mean, it, it makes me think about, um, the question that, that Cody asked, I think it was in the first podcast about, you know, the, the five people that I would want to have, uh, dinner with, um, dead or alive. And I was thinking about that recently and, uh, I believe it was after a family dinner and after we announced that, uh, that Steph was pregnant and that was kind of like, for me, it was like, man, like I would, I wouldn't want to be anywhere or with anybody else other than the people that I'm with right now. So it would probably be my family and how much I appreciate my family. So I think that that's the other thing. If I, if I was to change it up, if I was to change my answer and not do the same one, um, it would probably be that I would, I would definitely teach, uh, appreciation the way that, that I've been taught. I think for me, um, that regret is the most powerful, uh, in a negative way thing that can be in your life. Uh, I think that I've heard a lot of people, I've heard Gary Vaynerchuk talk about this a lot and a couple other influential um, people I follow and kind of look up to. And then the people in my life, uh, like you mentioned, like, like Luca, like my father, like some people that I really, really look up to that haven't said that directly, but I've watched them um, create what they have created today and be who they are, like become who they are in, in, in all these successes they've had because they don't let fear or the chances or like go away right they're not afraid to take a risk and and take a chance and and really dive into an opportunity that you may not get again because and I know I've done it multiple times there's been times in my life where it's either some kind of experience or lesson or um, course or something that could really be life-changing that either costs a lot of money I have to make some kind of sacrifice with my time with what I'm doing, with uh, the amount of time I'm spending with people, whatever it may be. And it's kind of like one of those things where you stop and you're like, fuck, like, like, should I do this? This is tough. Like, man, it's going to be a big sacrifice, but in a risk. But then you got to think too, is like, you may never have that opportunity again. And I think that if you can learn to just dive into those and embrace those experiences, you'll, you won't have any regrets. Like one of the most powerful things I've ever heard um, Gary Vaynerchuk say, but really just anybody say in general is he was like, like when you think about these risks too much, go talk to, go to a retirement home and just talk to a bunch of old people, every single story or thing they will tell you start with the words I regret, right? They will regret something they didn't do. And right. And we'll never regret an experience that didn't go well or an experience because we always learn something. Right. So I think too many people are, they fear change. They fear risk. And I think if it, like, for me, that's been like the most, and, it, and if I could pass that down to my kids, it would be huge. Like just letting them know, like, Hey, like sometimes things are scary. Sometimes things take sacrifice risk, taking a chance, but you need to dive in there and, and, and really be present with it and take it for what it's worth. Yeah. Big time. I think, you know, that, that kind of ties into the whole, being afraid to fail. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's easy to say it's hard to practice, Yeah, right? Like everybody kind of get, goes through that like, Oh shit moment, especially when there's, you know, I, this time of year, when you start looking at the new year, right. And people are like, okay, well, what do I want to accomplish? Or, or even for entrepreneurs who, who always have, uh, things going on. I think that that cripples a lot of entrepreneurs is saying, okay, well, 
I have so much more to do this year. And I, I know I looked up, I mean, recently I was like, man, I literally have like eight massive projects that yeah. I'm going to be working on in 2017. Another feeling that is like, man, it's like, fuck. Like, you know I mean, it's yeah. one thing after the other, there's literally no break and like, you know, not every single one of those things is going to go exactly as planned. Never like does. If they, like just statistically, even right. if it did, right. Like you can't expect it to, um, and, and, and when shit hits the fan, it's like, okay, well, you know, what are you going to do about it now? Yeah. Right. Like, and I, I think that that's, that's kind of what I've, I've adopted. Um, you know, probably more so this last year is, is okay. Well, this happened. What now? Right. Instead of sitting there and being like, well, fuck, like, you know, I failed. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, dude, so the fuck what? Like, you know, do something else or, or, extract a lesson from it and, and do better next time. Yeah. Right. Like that's what it's about. Yeah. Like you got to appreciate the failures. You got to appreciate the, the experiences and, and move on instead of just sitting there and, and, and kicking yourself in the head about it. I think one of the most powerful things that I've learned about failure was when somebody asked me, and this was a mentor in my life, why are you afraid to fail? And I didn't have the answer at first, but then you realize it's because of judgments, right? You're afraid that, so-and-so is going to look down on you if you failed trying to do this. Um, and the same thing goes for success. Some people are afraid of the way people will look at them once they succeed. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, man, like if you can learn to just embrace the failures, learn from them and, and stop focusing on what other people think um, because they have nothing to do with your failures or successes, then you'll be golden and you can take so much more out of it. You know, And then you actually can grow from that failure rather than sitting there and dreading it or or like sorrow. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I think that that's definitely mine. Um, it's, I mean, it it can go on and on and on, but it's one, one key point that I want to touch on too is, is goal setting too, especially when it comes to, uh, because we're, we're fitness professionals. I want to touch on this. When you, when you set fitness goals, do something that is significant to you. I'm a firm believer that how you do something is how you do everything. But because you guys are listening to a fitness based podcast, right. um, let's relate it to fitness because there's a, there's a ton of people who are saying, okay, well I have to lose 30 or 40 pounds because I want to get back to the weight that I was in high school or, um, that's when I felt my best. Uh, I would, I would be interested to see if that is actually the truth. Yeah. Right. If that's actually why you want to get there. 100%. Um, because I think it's a lot deeper than that. And I think that's, that just comes from experience and, and sitting down with hundreds of people and, and, and talking to them about their goals. And then once they hit a certain goal, then it's like, you know, you can tell that it's insignificant, right? right? It's like written all over their face. Yeah. So really consider and dig deep and, and, and ask yourself, why is it, uh, why are you doing something? Right. Because at the end of the day, right. Like, that that person set their goal and they expected they expected a certain result right not necessarily how their clothes fit or how they looked in the mirror probably acceptance of somebody else yeah um what i would encourage most people to do is is make those goals um that that are relevant to to you and at the end of the day, like you should be able to accept yourself and not really worry about what anybody about else that. is going to say yeah right? and i think most people will find that you actually can't allow anybody else to, you can't allow other people's acceptance until you've accepted yourself. So, and the same goes for like love, for instance, like you, you're searching for love or whatever. You will never be able to fully 
allow somebody to love you and believe that they love you unless you love yourself period and too many people do not love themselves and it's sad and i think we've all been there in the same place where we didn't fully love ourselves you know what i mean it sounds really weird to talk about but not enough people do so i agree 100 percent boom if you love the mind versus muscle podcast want more free content and you want to support the movement share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag mind versus muscle.